Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses to decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your stand joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Cruisin' USA for the Nintendo 64. Cruisin' USA is the story of one car's dream to race across the entire United States. And by the entire United States, we mean mostly just California. <laughs> yeah, guys, there are 14 tracks in this game, and five of them are in California. You did the math. I didn't. I mean, that wasn't math. Those were just numbers. Those are just facts. Uh, well, no. Math facts. That's, that's, you said five of 14. You had to have counted the number of California tracks. I did. I did count yeah. the number. Yeah. So it's like, it's uh, here, I'll do some math for you. It's slightly over a third of the tracks are in California, but you're cruising <laughs> USA. Yeah, you uh, you cruise through California, and then you go through Arizona, De- Arizona, Death Valley, Iowa. Or yeah, you Idaho, jump from yeah, Idaho. you jump you jump from like from like uh, Arizona to Iowa, I think, and then over to like Indiana and Chicago, Chicago, then Indiana. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're on the East Coast, and yeah, Washington D.C., the East Coast. You can see the Great Lakes from there. Uh, no, none of that. Anyway, Cruising <laughs> USA, if you aren't aware, is a racing game for the N64, and uh, it was originally an arcade game, and then it became an N64 game, and I'm sure you can just imagine, just imagine it in your brain, how good it must look. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I, I can't imagine somebody not knowing what Cruising USA, Jordan, is, because, jumping ahead on the fun facts. Oh, I love fun facts. Cruising USA was the highest grossing dedicated arcade cabinet in the U.S. in 1995. Really? Really. That's surprising to me. It's I, not, to I, me. I mean, I came in here and I told you, I don't think I've ever seen a Cruising USA in an arcade, and then you immediately reminded me of yep. one that I have not only seen, but I have played. Sure did. At a local Red Robin, <laughs> a local Red Robin that no longer has an arcade, unfortunately. It might. It might. It might just be behind closed doors. We're kind of we're kind of tempted to go to this Red Robin and ask them like, "Hey, behind those doors, are there like?" Yeah. It was like a cruising USA machine, a claw machine, yeah. uh, like a big buck hunter, and yep. maybe like yeah. one other thing. Yeah. And we're like, "Are those still back there?" And if yeah. so, uh, do you need somebody to help you get rid of them? And by get rid of them, we mean do you need them to go into our basement? Yeah. And by our basement, I mean Dan, because I don't have yeah. a basement. Yeah. Yeah. You put it in your, you have a storage shed garage thing. I, I do have a shed. I have a shed. Um, and I have what's known as a Michigan basement, which is basically just a hole in the ground under your house that you can crawl into. Crawl space. Not a crawl space because you Not can a stand space. in part of it. That's what makes it a Michigan basement. I don't know, man. Okay. Anyway, I'm not putting an arcade machine down there. <laughs> but Red Robin used to have a cruising USA, and apparently it was the 1995 highest grossing arcade machine. So yeah. people know about this game. I owned it for N64 when I was a kid. Yeah, the last time you said that you had it as a kid, I think in, uh, I think it was on the Patreon episode where we built our dream arcade, and you were like, this was the game that we played the least or something like that. Yeah, so I was thinking, for some reason, we were never a big racing game family, but on the yeah. N64, we had Mario Kart, yeah. Cruising USA, yeah. Wave Race. Uh-huh. Um, those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Extreme G. Extreme G. San Francisco Rush. No, no, yeah. we didn't have. Oh, Beetle Racing, like some Beetle, like Beetle, Volkswagen, Volkswagen yeah. Racing. Um, the N sixty four version of uh Road Rage. Yeah. So Ro- like Road Rash sixty four. Road Rash. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of racing games for some reason. I don't know yeah. what was up with the N sixty four and racing games. I feel like racing games is a big genre. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is a big money maker. It seems like I feel like it's one of those things where you hear that like Gran Turismo is like one of the biggest selling franchises out there. And I'm like, I don't really know anybody who buys Gran Turismo games. So I don't know how this thing is so huge. I think it's kind of an international thing too, because yeah. uh, like FIFA is always one of the biggest selling games in the world, but I don't know anybody who owns a FIFA game. I like FIFA. I enjoy FIFA. Oh, okay. I would, I, I guess would, I do know a person who owns a FIFA game. Well, I own old FIFA games. I don't think I've bought one since like 2015 because I just don't spend as much time playing FIFA every year as I, to justify the $60 purchase of FIFA. We had, so, uh, I, my family, it was a big soccer family. Three of my brothers yeah. uh, played soccer in college, and I did not. I got cut sophomore year of high school. Yeah. But we had FIFA 95 for N64. <laughs> I think that was the last time I played a soccer game. FIFA 95 for N64. I think so. If the N64 came out in 1996? Bro, I don't even was... know. Let's see. Let's Google it. What FIFA did I have? I don't know. FIFA don't something. Come in here lying, Jordan. FIFA something for N64. It just sound right. 1995 always just sounds so yeah. right to me. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe FIFA 99. <laughs> there was a FIFA 98. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It was a probably. FIFA on the N64. Uh, Jordan, let's get into the fun facts. I would love to. We've, yeah, we've <laughs> we've been veering off the road here. Hey, that's um, apropos is, is, for yeah, this episode. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. Uh, this game, the arcade version developed by Midway. The N64 version developed by Williams Entertainment. Which is interesting because Williams and Midway were kind of like arcade rivals. So it's interesting to see them working on each other's games. Well, I think, uh, so, the, the what am I trying to say? I have it that it was published by, by, by Midway in the arcade and I think Nintendo as far as like the home console version. And then Nintendo partnered with Midway's parent company so they could have a racing game that would compete with Ridge Racer and Daytona. And I think the parent company was actually Williams. Oh, I always assumed that so. Midway and Williams were like rivals, but maybe they just own no. each other. Maybe it's just like everything in the United States and like you realize everything's just owned by General Electric if you go high enough. <laughs> or Microsoft now. Microsoft, yeah. Yeah, Microsoft who's... Buying Activision for $75 billion. Uh, this game came out in the arcade in November of 1994 worldwide. And uh, the, the the home ports of it came out December of 96 in North America and January of 98 in Europe. As you were saying all of those years, it clicked in my head. Like, I think maybe it was FIFA 97. Probably. That sounds about right. <laughs> I don't even know if that existed. It I doesn't it matter. Did. It doesn't matter. Somebody's screaming at me. That didn't exist. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, Jordan, last fun fact that I have that I haven't mentioned yet. Several elements of the game were censored, like the ability to run over animals. That is true. And there we go. Scratch off one of our trivia questions. One of your trivia it's questions. Fine. Hey, Dan, I have a fun fact that I saw, and I, I just wrote it down because I didn't know if you would have also seen it. <laughs> But this is a fun fact, okay? Okay. Did you know that this game was made by Eugene Jarvis? I've heard that. Who yeah. doesn't just have a cool name, but he also designed classic games like Defender and Robotron. I did read that. The guy who made Defender and Robotron, which are like all-time arcade classic vector games, all of yeah. a sudden, like, you know, he gets a decade or two down the line and is making Cruise in USA. That's kind of weird. Did he make the arcade version or just the... Like the arcade the version, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, yeah. that's that's i'll allow it yeah i mean he went from like <laughs> you know you have a couple hits i don't know when defender hits came well like defender, it was midway i know what i'm saying and it shall yeah, i'm saying defender what well, like the arcade game was huge <laughs> it was a huge game 
And then it was 1981. Yeah. And then you go 15 years-ish into the future, and dude gets another hit with a completely different kind of game. Yeah, but did you look at like his resume in between that time? I'm sure he was doing other stuff. Probably, yeah. But, I can't imagine like the last... <laughs> I can't imagine it took him 15 years to do something else significant in the game no, space. No, I mean, with a name like Eugene Jarvis, I just assume... <laughs> the, I mean... The dude must have been just a, a programming whiz. I'm thinking of like Jarvis from Iron Man. Oh, that's why you're must impressed. Be the same guy. That's why yeah. you're impressed. Like him. he's not just a human; he's also a computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Jarvis from Iron Man is actually named after Eugene Jarvis. I don't think so because <laughs> here we go. I own some really go. old Iron Man comic books, and Jarvis was in like the super old ones, yeah, like pre seventies, <sighs> and he was also a butler. He wasn't a computer at all in the comics. So he was like Alfred. So they yes. stole him from Batman. He was straight up Alfred, yeah. yeah. Sounds like Marvel to steal something from... Yeah, anyway, Eugene Jarvis. That was, <laughs> that was my fun fact. That's fun. Yeah, we actually have one more fun fact. Uh, you may know, if you've listened to the show for a long time, we like to stack all of our announcement kind of stuff at the end because we don't want to really, you know, we don't want to yeah. waste your time yeah. at the beginning of the episode with a bunch of announcements. But we're going to do something new, uh, at least for this episode and maybe moving forward as well. Just uh, <laughs> Let us know if you hate it. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you hate it. That's fine. It's a worth it or worthless fun fact of the episode. So just before we jump into the meat of the episode, just a little fun fact about the podcast and this week's episode with this week's fun fact i don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> this episode's fun fact there you go is uh that we have a patreon now yeah and this is actually a really good fun fact for this episode because this episode this game was chosen by our patreon supporters yeah that's one of the perks you get as a patreon supporter is to pick the just one of the episodes each month we put up a little poll with some options you guys get to vote on it and then for you know we have to play cruise in usa or uh whatever you choose yes sometimes it's a hit sometimes it's a dud and uh we have to roll that either way because you have the power so if you're interested in checking us out on patreon you can find the link in the show notes you can also look us up at worth it or worthless.com slash patreon yes patreon.com slash worth it or worthless there you go it's like a mirror yeah you've got options and uh, you can jump on there you can get episodes early you can get a little bit of a merch discount you can help us pick episodes there's also bonus content like our uh, other podcast that comes out once a month it's super worth it or worthless deluxe a retro gaming podcast you you still missed it I probably did I won't ever get it right but there you go this episode's fun fact is Patreon check it out Jordan is at the 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 risk of quitting next month which is going to be super Marchio brothers why if, am I at the risk of quitting? If Patreon doesn't pick the one that he wants. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna I it. forgot I made a threat. <laughs> I made a threat. Dan, the list of we'll games see. that Patreon we'll can choose from, I will be very there's disappointed if it goes uh, the way that I don't there's, want it to there's go. There's some winners. But uh, anyways, Jordan, are you ready to move on to what the game does well? Let's do it. well is it is just like a simple arcade racing game as i was sitting down to play this game i was like this is now i don't hate racing games i actually have kind of a history with playing like need for speed and and midnight club and like it's not out of my wheelhouse to enjoy racing games all right 
Um, and so when I sat down a little bit before you came over to play some of the single player mode, um, I was like, oh yeah, this is just like that straight up simple arcade racing where it's, you know, in, in Gran Turismo, you can kind of tune your car or it's got realistic physics. It's none of that. It's just like the, the super weird tight handling and just like go get, hit the checkpoints and get to the finish line. Yes, this is uh, such a kind of bare bones arcade experience. It doesn't even give you like the stats on the individual cars. You got <laughs> yeah. to go online and try to look up like which car is the fastest, which one has the best acceleration, which one has the best handling. Like there are you get four different cars to choose from. Turns right out the, the best bat. one is just whatever Jordan picks. That's true. So <laughs> I I picked one car, Dan picked a different car. We got a few races in and I kept winning. He said, your car is just so much faster than mine. So then I said, well, give me your controller. And, and it was because like even on a straightaway when we're going for like 10 seconds, all of a sudden Jordan's car is like shooting past mine, even though I supposedly have the highest top speed. In the so game. we switched controllers and I played the rest of the game with his car and I still beat him almost every single race. So it was not the car. It was the player. Jordan won at least six out of like 14 races. I told Dan that Cruising USA is kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's all about the heart of the cards. And in Cruising USA, it's all about the heart of the car. You know, you just got to really connect with it. It wants to know that you as a driver are worthy of it. And so that's why I beat you. uh, Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I do agree with you, though. I At first, I was kind of like, man, this game's pretty simple. But then yeah. I also found myself kind of appreciating the yeah. simpleness of it. I didn't have to remember a whole bunch of stuff. There wasn't a bunch of systems to master. Really, there's like one button. Yeah. You you are accelerating and steering. And you don't really have to worry about anything else. So it, I kind of do appreciate that. And it did provide us, which is this is my first point. It did provide us with like an hour of good, fun competition. Yeah, I mean, there is a break button as well. There is, but, but why, why would you ever? use it yeah it's, it's not just, like in yeah. some racing games where the brake button is useful for drifting around corners <laughs> this one just will make you stop yeah if yeah. you can't drift with it i did not yeah. master it after many attempts so you just had like an hour of fun like it was a solid hour like i mean you... we had some good i mean it definitely helped that i was winning almost every race <laughs> that made me feel pretty good about the situation i'm not sure i would have had fun if i was losing for an hour straight yeah I mean, I would. I don't know what it would have been like to lose for an hour straight. Yeah, I mean, um, you, I was, you got a couple I dubs was in there, dominating a couple, like twelve of fourteen. So this is this is the fun <laughs> thing. We, we beat the whole game, and we got the upgrade for one of our cars. And so we went back to multiplayer, and I let Dan use the new upgraded fastest car. And it wasn't faster. And I still beat him. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm thinking. I was I was thinking about this as we were playing. Like, I don't think in multiplayer. I wonder if there is a component in multiplayer where the stats get all leveled on the cars. I know because they like playing the two cars. They definitely felt different. Like the second car handled very different. Yeah. Uh, one of them had faster acceleration. One of them seemed to have higher top end speed. So they definitely have uh, some individual characteristics. Yeah, but that faster car didn't necessarily feel faster. It might have been because we bumped the difficulty after we completed the game. So I don't know if there was some component to the computers being faster, but it didn't feel like oh man, this car's way better than the one that I was playing five minutes ago. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, mean, I, don't I didn't know. get to use it. I was just using a yeah. plain Jane default yeah. car, but it's fine. I still was able to win even with yeah. that plain Jane you're, default. You're car. great. And and speaking of the faster cars, Jordan, that's one of the things that I think the game does well is unlocking faster cars. Yes, I think that that is definitely one of the most appealing components of this game. You start with four <laughs> cars. Uh which isn't saying a lot because <laughs> I only had two things on my list, but this was one of them. 
You start with four cars, and as you beat the game with each car, you get to upgrade it. If you beat it on a higher difficulty, you can upgrade again. There's also um, some cool like secret unlockables. You can drive a bus, you can drive a police car. There's a jeep, so and you can upgrade those as well. I saw that you start the police car starts with a blue stripe, and then when you upgrade it, Dan, it gets a green stripe. No, you're a sheriff all of a sudden. Are you serious? So yeah, I think that that is definitely an incentive to keep you wanting to come back and beat it. Now, when I was a kid, <laughs> is it? <laughs> when I was a kid, I realized today as we beat this game, I never beat this game as a kid. Yeah. I remember always getting stuck on like the Redwood level, which is funny because it's like the third level in the game, yeah. and it's brutal. So um, it could be the worst track in a racing game. No, no, no. In history. Chicago, the Chicago <laughs> level. It's like you're in a tunnel, which is already difficult. There's a few tunnels in this game. And then they decide, what if we just put like posts in the yeah. middle of the tunnel for yeah. you to run into? And then you finally get out of the tunnel and it's like, well, here's a four lane road. But between every lane, posts. You're going to put posts. It's like, <laughs> what is the most dangerous road we could build? And then put it into a game with kind of notoriously sloppy uh, handling and just let people crash constantly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jordan. I got one last point. Yeah, let's hear it. It has multiplayer. It does have multiplayer, <laughs> which is which is great. I mean, there are we've played some games that don't have multiplayer, so you got to give it that benefit. Yeah. I, it was a lot more fun playing it with somebody yeah. than just playing it by myself. I feel like it would be kind of frustrating to play it by myself. Um, although, just like trying to unlock stuff, I don't know why. That just seems like appealing to me to try it. Yeah. It's not short, though. Like You're spending an hour, hour and 15 minutes yeah. to get through and unlock one new car, so... Yeah, I don't know if the um, if the single player mode get limits your continues, but you can, can like every time. So you have to come in first to advance the cruise the USA mode or whatever. One or the first or second player has to come in first. Yeah, to it's progress. Like Super Mario Kart, kind of, but first it gave place, us unlimited not just continues. Like top three, you got to get first place. Yeah, it gave us unlimited continues. So maybe that's a thing in single player. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that was we nice. That was definitely. A beneficial thing Didn't to deal have. with it but uh yeah jordan that's all i have <laughs> i know it feels bad to say i uh, i don't really have a whole lot i mean i we yeah. had i had a decently good time with it i just cannot think of anything that it really does well yeah i i played i this feels like one of the quintessential arcade games from my childhood and i always remember enjoying cruising usa at the arcade or whatever as a kid but i did not get that same sense of um wonder and fun Today. Yeah, and I think if, if you continue to listen to the the next part of this episode, you'll kind of see very <laughs> obviously why we have so little to say in this what it does well section. All right, let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well. The very first thing for me is something that typically comes up when we cover N64 games, and I think that it might be the most true in this game of any (laughs) N64 game, is that it is hard on the eyes. And this one actually manages to be hard on the eyes in several different ways, which is impressive. I mean, mean, they actually had to go out of their way to, to make this painful to watch in multiple ways. The first way is that there's just a terrible viewing angle. So you only have either first person view, which is completely worthless, or third person view, but it's like a little bit too close to your car, so you're constantly not able to see the turns that are coming up, and you need to be able to see them because 
the tracks move fast and you're constantly making like very quick twitch turns and you got to like avoid stuff that's coming over the hill and you can't really see what's coming over the hill and that's that's pretty brutal i'm pretty sure there was a third camera angle in single player but i i didn't Maybe go back and triple check, but we uh, did play a couple races of Cruising World, and they fixed this problem. You yeah. have even your default third-person view is a better angle; it's a little bit higher up, so you can see yeah. more of the track. But if you want even more zoomed out, you can hit the right C button, and it zooms out even further, which I appreciated. I wish yeah. that they had that in Cruising USA, but it's nice to see that they learned from their mistakes and fixed it in Cruising World. Yeah, you said it's hard in the eyes. I wrote, my eyes want to puke. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's brutal. You have a really short draw distance in yeah. multiplayer, so you only ever see like 10 yards ahead of you, which is kind of hard when you're going like 150 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. And you can only see it like literally 10 to 15 yards in front of you. So you're constantly like, you can't blink because if you blink, you die. <laughs> so that that hurts. That's that's no good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in part of it too, that's kind of like it hurts your eyes. The f- and there's a couple of spots in this game in multiplayer specifically, I think it only happened was when the game gets very busy. Like when you're in like Beverly Hills or, and you're surrounded by like multicolored buildings on the side, the frame rate starts to like make your eyes feel like you're blacking out. Yes. I don't like know enough about video games to like be able to tell when the frame rate drops. Yeah. You, you kept saying that and I just knew that it hurt my eyes, but I didn't know why it was hurting my eyes. Yeah. I mean, the game doesn't, necessarily run at a great frame rate but when it dips down to probably under 20 frames a second when it's like starting to really slow down you're going and then i mean it's an n64 game so it doesn't look great to begin with nowadays no but i mean you think of it you compare it to something like mario kart 64 which gave you a lot longer view of the track or wave race where you're kind of like out in the water and so it's everything's a little bit more spaced out um, this game just doesn't do it any any favors by making you move so fast and then have everything come at you in such a short draw distance that you're just like constantly trying to like react and you can't blink yeah. and you just have so much coming at you. So they definitely didn't do themselves any favors. Yeah, and like you mentioned, we played a little bit of Cruising World just to have a little bit more context for Cruising USA. And it was like, we played two races of Cruising World and it was like, this game feels like I have way more space to breathe. It feels like I'm not like struggling to stay on the track at all times. Yeah. It feels like just, we played an expert track on cruising world and it wasn't like, it wasn't like super easy, but I was, I didn't have nearly the difficulty with that game. I was like, huh? I think an expert map on cruising world felt like an easy map on cruising USA. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, I don't know. It's like, Oh, they fixed it. They fixed, they fixed it. They, I mean, it's nice to see they learned their from their, they learned their lesson, and they definitely made some big improvements. It seemed like from our small, little uh, experience with Cruising World that it was better in pretty much every way. I wanted to play more. Cruising yeah, World. well, there you I go. Did. Maybe someday we'll cover Cruising World on the Maybe. podcast. Let us know if you need more cruising in your life. Yeah, Cruising Exotica. That's a game that you drive to Mars, apparently. Yeah, and uh, Cruisin' Blast, which just came out on all the modern consoles. Yeah, and then there was a Fast and Furious game in the arcades that got ported to Wii as a cruising game. Really? It was just called Cruisin'. Yeah, they stripped out the uh, the Fast and Furious branding and just made it a cruising game. I mean, it's so, what is Fast and Furious without Vin Diesel? Uh, that's that's one of life's great questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, truly, family, I think is what they call it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think um, the next thing that stands out to me is what this game does not do well would be the super basic controls. Yeah. On one hand, it's okay. nice that you only have to worry about like accelerating. On the other hand, it's pretty annoying that the acceleration button is the Z trigger. Yeah. Um, that just felt awkward the whole time. And also the fact that you don't like, you know, you, your buttons are the Z trigger, which makes you go. You have the R button, which makes you stop. Yeah. You, I don't know why you'd ever want to use that. Uh, the button that you think would make you go changes your view. The A button <laughs> will switch you into first person view. And uh, the B button, you know, which would normally be the break or reverse button in a racing game. Yeah. Uh, it changes the song. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, you change the song. They fixed it in Cruising World, though. A makes you go in Cruising World. It does. Yeah. So, All the controls in Cruising although, World are much better. In Cruising USA, you can use the D-pad to, like, direct yourself. Wait, which would be how would you use the you got Z you, you know with D-pad. your with your ring finger or your pinky uh so but in cruising world i couldn't use the d-pad to control my car so you could it's you'd like, have to you'd have to hold, <laughs> what are you guys doing you'd have to shift your hands use yeah. your right hand to do the trigger and your left hand to do the d-pad it's like the xbox pro controller or something they got the triggers on the thing now in the back of the thing you got extra oh, buttons yeah. on controllers what do you call the little like uh geodesic like, geodesic you know the, it's like a little concave button that's on like the fancy pro controllers and it's like it, it looks like a talking about that the d-pad on the, the is, pro that, is that a d-pad it's i think it's supposed to be but i don't i don't know i've never actually held a pro controller so i can't just speak to whether or not it. it's good i just don't like the way that it looks it doesn't look like it would be good but yeah i mean for a, i think that controller is probably like 150 dollars. Oh, so no, i would thanks. imagine they probably engineered it with uh with uh, ergonomics and comfort in mind, yeah, probably. I mean, um, it's, it's it can't be as ergonomic as an N sixty four controller. No, I'm probably sure not. Best. Not many are going mm-hmm. along with the super basic controls. I feel like this game would definitely have benefited from items. Would have been nice. Um, maybe not like <laughs> Super Mario level <laughs> items, but even just like basic stuff like boost pads or like a pickup that makes you go faster. Like even in you think about in a like Wave Race, there's like the little. Um, like ramps and stuff, you do a trick off of it. Like there, there's just, or, or you go through the ring and it makes you go faster. Like there's nothing. There's literally yeah. nothing to interact with that like will give you uh, a boost. You don't have any drifting. Even just putting drifting in this game to give you a little boost around corners. Any like one thing, give me one little extra yeah. thing to help me give like my skill an advantage over the computer or my opponent. It's just all you do in this game is dodge and try to take corners without going off the track. Yeah. Well, here's a slight rebuttal to that. Um, the races are generally under like two minutes long, which is something that I meant to write down is kind of what the game does. Well, it kind of goes with the, the simple arcade gameplay. It's just like a minute and 44 seconds is like the average time that we have for like that's not every any, race. That's not any shorter than like a, a Diddy Kong racing level, though. Those yeah, are but when short. You're, you're going 150 miles an hour the whole time and the tracks are making you turn constantly, it's like you just don't really have the the space. I could see it in like Cruising World where you had a lot more room to breathe where you don't feel like you're turning all the time or you're yeah, turning like, every like four seconds. On the straightaway, give me, give me like a boost pad or throw some uh, oil slicks that make you spin out or something. Give me something. I mean, something. sure, but it's not like that... It's a port of the arcade game, and you don't. I know. Have any well, that that's I'm, it's game. still a criticism of the game. I mean, I just don't. I think you're just wrong. Okay. I just like my straight up cruising USA. Give me four cars. Give me races that last a minute and twelve but seconds. Even, give me trees that I'm hitting constantly. Even in like every racing cones. game, 
every arcade <laughs> racing game you get like the turbo button i, I recently yeah. played cruising blast in the arcade and that has a turbo button you get like three <clears throat> turbos was per, it yeah what was it? it turbo yeah there's a turbo no or it's the blast was, button. Was sorry it a, was it a blast it's the blast button <laughs> That game was pretty fun. I don't know if I'd want to drop twenty bucks on it. In the they art. just lowered the price. I know. I still don't know if I'd want to drop officially. Like, like if it hits ten, I could maybe see it. But like the fact that you can race as a T Rex, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty much in at that point. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'll pick that one up, even if they put it on sale. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe this this did touch a part of of my nostalgic soul that I haven't sort of spent much time with in yeah. the last like decade. So, all right, yeah, I think I have one that you can agree with. Okay. The music is so bad. <laughs> like, quite possibly the worst soundtrack in any video game that we've played. No, but it's so bad it's good, though. Um, it's like <laughs> they, were on, they were on a crunch, and they, they, like, took somebody who had never written a song before, never even seen MIDI before, and they were like, here, good luck. And, <laughs> like, there, there's a song in this game where, like, the entire <laughs> song is... Yeah, he knows. The song is just like a woman moaning. It's very awkward. It it's it's not okay. Thankfully, they give you the button that lets you just change the song. And so I frequently was just changing the song. It's you're not changing it to anything better. You're just changing it to something different. And different can be better. This is the epitome of like midi guitar like right before because even cruising world like the soundtrack's not great but it was far and away better better yeah than the soundtrack in this game but it was like something that was so bad that it was endearing to me listening to the music in this one so no i i can't agree with that i was laughing at it yeah Uh, yeah definitely laughing at it i got something that you probably don't agree with but you think the game's boring whatever uh traffic traffic what about it the traffic is what the game doesn't do well Part of the reason why this was a miserable experience was traffic. Well, thankfully, you have the option to turn traffic off, so that's on you. Although, I did feel like when we played without traffic on, it was not as fun. Like, there's there's already so little variables in in each level. Like like I said, you don't have jumps. You don't have speed boosts. You don't have... You got jumps? What are you talking about? Okay, like, (laughs) once every Driving down the highway, there's just a jump in the middle of the road. Like, in the first level, there's a jump, and then you never get one again. So, there's already such little variation going on. All you're doing is, like, quickly turning around corners, and then if you turn off traffic, you don't even get that little bit of extra like randomness that's going to come in so <sighs> it's not I, even fun i didn't love not having like of course i was frustrated when i when a semi truck would veer out of its lane and hunt me down <laughs> but also like it's fine it's fun it's part of the wackiness of an arcade experience you don't i'm not like trying to do a racing sim yeah yeah i don't know the traffic just was one of those things where i didn't and like it was so frequent that it made the game annoying yeah it would be nice if that was like if instead of just on and off if you could change like the amount of traffic yeah like heavy medium light like i think in cruising world there was like a bit of traffic and i was like this feels a little better this feels like i can breathe yeah quite literally every single thing about <laughs> cruising world felt better than cruising literally USA. quite literally um but yeah other than that jordan just this game was a uh a launch title for n64 Okay, was it? That, yes. I mean, that kind of explains things a little bit. Yep, it sure 
Felt like it. That exp- I mean, like you think there's so many racing. I mean, we didn't even mention Diddy Kong Racing back when I was going through the list. Like there's so uh, many racing games, and pretty much every one of them I would rather play. Not Diddy Kong Racing. I didn't love Diddy Kong Racing, but I feel like no, I don't know. I might have enjoyed this one more than Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, it's better than Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, which, which is insane kind of insane to say. Like, people, <laughs> again, if you feel like you liked Diddy Kong Racing, maybe go back and listen to our episode about it, or just like play it. It's one of those games that, like, for some reason, a lot of us have nostalgia for, yeah. and then you play it, and you're like, "Wait a minute, this is yeah. this is rough. This, this isn't Mario rough Kart." Yeah, I mean, there's some cool stuff. I mean, we we talked about it ad nauseum in that episode, but there's some cool stuff in there, and some stuff that was like more promising than like actually good. Good ideas, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. that overworld. <laughs> we need an overworld. We need a better overworld than cruising USA. That was a real problem. So this isn't Forza. Get that out of here. All right, I don't one, even know if Forza has an overworld. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never played it. Never played it. I got one more, Dan. I got one more. All right, hit me with it. Uh, the collision detection oh my is so goodness. wonky. Yeah. That was one of the things I remembered from being a kid. I remember just like driving through the Beverly Hills level and hitting a palm tree and just stopping dead in my tracks. I'm mean, like, yeah. what the heck? Because okay, that normally makes sense if you hit a tree with a car. Yeah. What the heck? Yes. But but this level comes immediately after the Redwood Forest level where. For some reason, your car has yeah. no problem yep. flattening, not just knocking over, completely flattening a sequoia, but it cannot <laughs> knock over a palm tree, which is notoriously shallow-rooted and easy to knock okay, over. Okay, so to be fair, the sequoias were flat to begin with, Okay, whereas they were, the, the palm trees were not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the palm trees were 3D models. The sequoias were... That's probably why. If it's a 3D <laughs> model, the collision will be detected. If it's a 2D model, you just flatten it. A 2D model, it. yep. Yeah, because it's 2D. It needs some Beano. Um, yeah, I, I that was frustrating to me, especially because you're like doing these quick turns and you're gonna go off the road. You turn too much in this game. It's it's yeah, it's really a turning simulator. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. yeah. With a, know, with man. this like horrible draw distance, you can't see where you're going. Sometimes you're going up a hill, you can't see over your car sometimes, and you're running into oncoming traffic, which is just. A great So time. you try to swerve, you try to swerve, and all of a sudden, boom, you hit a palm tree, you're stopped. You're stopped dead. Yeah. Or, even worse, you bounce backwards. <sighs> the the physics are so wonky in this game. It, it is very funny. Yes. I, we found ourselves laughing and screaming a lot, which is a sign of a good game. Like, it's worth... <laughs> It's worth playing if you have it and you don't have to spend any money on it. Like, you just have a copy of it laying around. Like, it's worth experiencing. Just don't expect it to be like, man, I loved this. This was such a fun experience. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like one to, like, make your kids play. So, Uh, like, it's like this, you know, it's like the whole, like, it's the video game equivalent of walking up hills both ways in the snow. See, I I wouldn't want to force my son to play this because I wouldn't want to turn him off on retro games. No, no, you wait till he's already into retro games. Oh, okay. And then you'd be like, okay, you know, Mario Kart, wait till you experience this. (laughs) Anyway, there you go. Collision detection. That was my last thing for what it does not do so well. Yeah, well, it sure did a great job of collision detection with my brain. Yeah, uh, I, we, we mentioned this often with N64 games. We're like, my eyes hurt. I have a headache. Like, there's something about this system. I have so much nostalgia for it. I love it. It was my absolute favorite system as a kid. But as an adult, it legit gives me a, a lingering headache. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Well, I think the, the thing is, it's just things, 3D technology and cameras and everything like that. Yeah. 
are fixed nowadays and they look good and we figured out what works. This was them still trying to figure out what worked. I wonder like what aspect of it is playing on like a HD widescreen TV. Like, is it because we played on a CRT and you had the like uh, scan lines to give you more 3D and like uh, like implying more detail than there actually is? No, I don't think so because I think even I remember a time like getting on a soapbox at my old house like a decade ago about how the N64 didn't hold up before I ever had a podcast where I was talking about this stuff. I was like, the N64 is, I'm sorry, but I was like, I think it's probably overrated. People think it's great. They thought it was good back then. And I was like, this thing doesn't hold up. So I was, I've been, I've been complaining about retro games for a while. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Jordan, I think we're ready to move on to the rest of our show. Cruising USA. Yeah. See, Dan, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, if I want to play a game like this, I'm probably going to just play the new one. I'm going to play yeah. Cruising Blast. Yeah. And currently, that's they just cut the price in half. It's yep. 20 bucks. Yeah. It's still too rich for me. Wow. Like, I could see me, if I had a bunch of gold points or like a gift card, yeah. grabbing it at like nine dollars yeah but like probably not actually buying it just was straight up unless it was like five bucks okay so for cruising usa it was a fun little trip down memory lane but um like i have no desire to i would have no desire to own this game so that's the salvation army you see it and you're just leaving it a dollar a dollar there yeah. it is but like not to have like to give to somebody as like a as a prank to give to your brothers be like hey guys look what i found no, they wouldn't appreciate it. I would, <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to, like maybe it's like a white elephant gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I checked in with my gut a little before we uh, we came up here to record. It was telling me six dollars, but now I'm wondering if that's accurate or not. But yeah, you had a miserable time. I did. Have I a mean, we, had, we I had, had a miserable time in multiplayer. I was we like, had a, we had a, I mean, like we had fun. We had a good time. We were la- laughing and yelling. And yeah. Stuff. But I mean, like. I don't think either of us is like, let's go do more of that. I was I was having a good time with it before you got here in single player because because really? it was just like the novelty of it, the the bad music, the yeah. I was like I was laughing at the game, kind of like oh this yeah. is this is this is an enjoyable, simple, terrible like experience. Like um, it was it's a B movie. Yes, that's what I was just thinking. So there's movies that are so bad that they're good, right? Yeah. But like to be so bad it's good, it still has to be watchable. There's lots of movies that are really really <laughs> really bad and yeah. they're unwatchable. Right. It has to be so bad that it's good and be watchable. This is a game that's so bad that it's good and it's playable. Yeah. Like kind of. So like there's <laughs> lots of games that are just really bad and unplayable, but this game is bad and playable and it's so bad that it's funny. So like it does have like some sort of like allure to it. I just yeah. don't know what it is. It's hard to put into words, which is why yeah. I only had two points for what it does well. The the allure is the arcade game is great. The, the N64 port is not 
the arcade game might be garbage. I haven't played it in a very long time. We got to go to Red Robin. We got to go dig that thing <laughs> out, man. I think the general consensus, even at the time with critics, was the game was, you know, according to all the, the facts that we found on Wikipedia, um, the I think the critics didn't have a great great things to no, say. No, it does not have great re- review uh, numbers if you just Google this name. It's yeah. uh, not great. Yeah. However, the the way to go with this one, just get Cruising World instead if you're looking for an N64 cruising game. Was Cruising Exotica on N64 or had, did that transcend? I, I have no idea, man. I, Pro- didn't I even feel like, know. It, I feel like I, it I thought was. it ended with World. I didn't know there was all these other ones. Yeah, I mean, I, but I can't speak for that game. So the, the, the advice here, if you want some cruising that's like enjoyable, Cruising World. Cruising World, if you want the retro one, if you're interested in the new one, I, ha- I mean... Cruising, cruising blast is a good time if you don't have a problem dropping 20 bucks on a game i i had a good time with it at the arcade i'm yeah. just it's me i don't drop a lot of money on anything yeah. jordan what do you think the uh the internet is paying for cruising usa um like man i are are there people that are just like i, I guess like it was a part of a lot of our childhood so maybe people just want to grab it i would say like a year ago i'd be saying like 10 bucks but i know everything's just gone insane over the last year and a half so yeah. maybe like 15 bucks now oh well you're, you're kind of there you know this one for 12 to 13 dollars depending okay. on if you get the player's choice version or the the non-player's choice version yeah that that's that um, sounds right i mean yeah. it's not crazy if you're like really desperate to add this to your collection at least you're only out 13 bucks <laughs> uh what do you think the pal version is going for pal version um pal version I'm going to say they like racing. They like racing in the PAL region. So I'm going to say okay. $18, $18. That one's going for 19 So that's there you a go. great guess. Yeah. Great guess, Jordan. I told you they like racing. Yeah. Okay. PAL tax. <laughs> PAL tax. Yeah, even at 12 or 13 I got to say worthless. Yeah. We did actually, Dan, we had a request. Somebody asked, one of our friends from Canada, asked if we could also include Canadian prices. And I think that it's probably the same as the American price, just to do the conversion rate to Canadian money. Yeah. So the thing about that is we just go on pricecharting.com. Yeah. Um, and so I think that polls like eBay mostly. So, no, no, no. so I don't know if eBay Canada is like a its own thing it is yeah it factors into it or you have to um you have the conversion rate it just transfers it from u.s dollars to like um how many flannel yeah. shirts and jugs of maple <laughs> shirt oh syrup gosh. is it and so Stop. i think this one is like uh two jugs of maple syrup jordan i'm just kidding that's not very nice no i, I love <laughs> um we have the great distinction of living in the only major city in north america that is north uh directly north of canada Detroit is directly north of Windsor, Canada. Oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, to, to just put a bow on all of that, uh, we don't have access, easy access to Canadian prices. It's just not on price charting. So no, I mean, but I mean, you that's, take that's you, what I do to get the prices. Yeah, for you the take show, the Jordan. American price and then just convert Jordan. It to Canadian. I, I'm being serious, Dan. There is a <laughs> the you? Canadian dollar. You, you just convert it to the Canadian dollar. And <sighs> have you ever smelled Canadian money? can't say that i have oh my goodness you get fresh canadian money and it smells like maple syrup like they actually like infuse it with the smell of maple syrup you're shaking your head like i'm making it up and this is one of those times <laughs> this, this we might, mentioned this in this a previous might episode. be one of those times this is one of those times when i'm i'm telling you something that sounds fake but it's actually true it's amazing <laughs> and their money is plastic which is also kind of cool 
anyways, to, to sort of crash this plane again. Yeah. Um, the 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 moral of the story with Cruising USA is if you're looking for retro Cruising USA, get get Cruising World. It's going for like twenty bucks right now. There you go. That's a great moral of the story. Uh, I don't know if it's worth twenty dollars, but it sure seemed like bucks. it, it yeah, might bucks. be. If, I mean, if it stayed as enjoyable, but it then again, it might have been like um, like swinging a bat with a donut on it after we swung Cruising USA to be so poor. And Cruising World was so much better than Cruising USA. I don't know if Cruising World just felt better no. by comparison. Or so if, if you're paying $20, get Cruising Blast, the new one. Same price. And it's it's modern game. What if I don't have ride. a Switch? Uh, you, know, I, you, <laughs> you do. I mean, there's everyone. We're at 7.5 billion Switches sold. The new numbers just came out last week. So everyone's got one. <laughs> Uh, didn't we have trivia today? We do. And I told you earlier that I thought you ruined one of them, but you only eliminated one of the answers. So oh. I, I actually have two trivia questions. Well. And we'll just go through them and we'll see. Um, Dan, remember, don't answer super quickly because we want to give the I'll audience do my best. a chance I know. to answer. They can yell out the answer in their car. See, Jordan, this used to be Stump Dan. So that's why. Yeah. But now it's you, over the last few episodes, you've like been acknowledging the audience playing along and i was like that's a great well, idea yeah but this, so i mean stump i'm gonna dan, let it i'm gonna let it go when we stump dan every time it's just like maybe we should let some other people play too well maybe if we play fair and you know actually play by the rules i've been playing fair recently <laughs> we haven't been doing any wonky ones all right here we go <laughs> just kidding ever the family friendly company nintendo's port censored some things that were found in cruising usa's arcade version which of these items was not included in the original arcade version so the these banana are things, peel these are things that were in <laughs> the original arcade version but were not in or sorry mm, okay yeah three of these things were in the arcade version one of them was not okay nope. none of these things made it to the n64 version Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So A was Exploding Roadkill, which you already mentioned is yeah. not in this game. B, bikini-clad babes partying with the president in the White House jacuzzi. C, Hillary Clinton smoking a huge cigar. Or D, a swastika-laden UFO. Oh, interesting. So which one of those things was in the arcade version, but... Uh, did not make it to the N64 version. The bikini-clad babes partying in the White House jacuzzi with the president, Hillary Clinton smoking a huge cigar, or a swastika-laden UFO. Hmm, that's a... Wow. Um, interesting choices. Yeah. Um, what could it have been? I feel like Hillary... Two of those three were in the game. <laughs> which is, You're trying to figure out which one which is I made up. Kind of insane to me. Uh, the first one sounds feasible. Hillary Clinton sounds like you could probably get in trouble if you didn't get permission for that. Well, Bill Clinton in a jacuzzi with bikini babes is okay, but Hillary smoking You a said cigar. the president, so that well, could was, have been a. Who gen- was the president? A, it could have been a generic like, oh, it's the White House. So no, that's what I assume. Specifically, Bill okay, Clinton. so it's so it's Bill Clinton in the hot tub. I, I believe so. He was the president at the time. You sound like you're you're a little unsure, Uh, Dan. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with that one. (laughs) Well, that was in the arcade version. The swastika laden UFO was not. Uh, Although it seemed like all these arcade games did usually have a UFO, and I just spiced it up a little. bit. Oh, so Hillary was actually in the arcade. Hillary with a cigar was in there. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. All right. Here we go. 
Uh, second question. When entering player initials after obtaining a high score, you can control the conveyor belt that the license plate comes in on. If you hold left for about a minute, you will trigger a hidden feature. Whoa. Yeah, so when you're on that, that high score screen, you can control the conveyor belt. And I remember doing that as a kid, like making it roll left and right. I didn't know if you hold it left for about a minute, it triggers something special. Which one of these th- uh, four options happens if you hold left for a minute okay one of them actually happens okay was it a a head travels down the conveyor belt b the screen catches on fire and all the previous high scores are erased c the theme song from Rocco's modern life plays or d bigfoot runs by holding a banner for cruising world <sighs> hmm now okay Definite. I don't think. Okay, Cruising World, not even made by the same developer as this one, if I'm not mistaken. But the arcade game would have been out by the time this came out on N64. Uh, okay, okay. I should stop giving you hints. <laughs> the hints are fun, though. Okay, the, the hints are fun. Now, Rocco's Modern Life. That seems risky. Yeah, it seems very risky. Um, it's a little Easter egg. It could be it. an Easter egg, but that seems like an Easter egg that could get you sued. Yeah. So that seems like a really bad idea for, for an Easter egg. All right. Um, the the everything going up in flames, and it erasing the high scores sounds interesting. Yeah. It sounds interesting, but it sounds a bit too much, too excessive to try to wipe the high scores. Okay. I don't think I don't think that that's a thing. The head doesn't sound very Nintendo, but the fact that you have to hold the the left shoulder button for like a minute yeah means that nintendo probably missed that oh you don't think that they actually like checked it out yeah maybe yeah i don't know how much they would have like exhaustively play tested that much so it's not rocco and i don't think it's the high scores the bigfoot running by sounds like it's feasible but I want to say it's the head. I want to say it's the head. Yes, yeah. you got it. It's the head. It travels by. It says, I love this job. Yeah. And it also is connected to some of the cheat codes. You have to do that to unlock some of the special stuff in the game. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. I see you. You got one. You missed one. I hope you at home uh, got one or missed one or missed them both. Who knows? You hope they missed them both? Well, I mean, I made the trivia. I want it to be difficult. Oh, I want it to be George. fair but difficult, you know? Jordan, we got a bounty winner from we do. January Cageuary. Our January Cageuary. What was the prize we were giving away, Dan? Twenty dollars in credit. <laughs> Not you, yeah, last time. I you, know. I know. You <laughs> we're trying to frustratingly trying to say that we were giving away something that we're not. It was a uh, twenty dollars in credit towards the North American eShop, Xbox, Microsoft Store thingy, and PlayStation. Store. There you go. One of the major consoles. Also, didn't you say that's this month? Oh, okay. All Ste- right. There we go. added Steam to the mix. This we month. did. This we month did. we have the same prizes. Same prizes. But we added Steam into the mix as Which well. Is every month we're going to add one more. No. Pla- stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so our winner from our from January. If you're uh, you've listened through all of that, you are the winner. Trash Turkey. Trash Turkey. Trash Turkey. We asked, uh, what was a game that didn't get, uh, what was an arcade game that didn't get a console port? And he said, the game Ninja Baseball Batman never got a port as far as I'm aware. It's a crazy baseball based, baseball based beat em up. That yeah. is a mouthful. Yeah. I have seen 
clips of Ninja Baseball Batman. I remember you telling me about Ninja this Baseball Batman. This game looks awesome. Yeah. It's a, a beat a beat em up, up game. Yes, a beat them up. You are uh, You're a, like a robot. A ninja Baseball. Yeah, it, it, the funny thing about this game is Ninja Baseball Batman, but it's not. You're not Batman. You're, no, you're a oh, good point. Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. You're not yeah. Batman. You're just a baseball Batman. Yeah. Wow. So it's funny. Like one, some person who like owns this franchise like has the rights to everything except for the video game. Oh no. And then the company that has the rights to the arcade game doesn't care about it or something. So they oh, never bothered to like port it or re-release but it. But they, they care enough to not sell it back to the guy, apparently. Well, I think it literally sold like uh, an obscenely small number of arcade cabinets in the U.S. to the oh. tune of like less than a dozen, I think. It kind of seems like it was yeah. like a Japanese thing. It was big in Japan, but in the U.S. I think it completely bombed. Gotcha. So I, I don't know. Maybe they're like, nobody cares, but it's like, people care. This game is like a cult following now. So, yeah. Congratulations, Trash Turkey. Trash Turkey. I love that name. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's well, like a, it's, I think it's a Castlevania reference. Oh, maybe. I don't like think Wall-Meet? that's true. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, if you're <laughs> like, man, I wish that I won. Well, don't worry. It's a new month. It's February and you have till the end of this month to submit a bounty for- February. Cageberry. No. 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 February. I don't think do we we don't even have a theme. No, it's no theme brewery. That's right, no theme brewery. We don't have a theme, um, so we don't have a weird pun. And no, no we just don't. So, <laughs> Dude, rem- were you just noping me before I yes, said? Yes, I was. I was noping you. <laughs> we are giving away, like Dan said, again, twenty dollars on one of those platforms that was already aforementioned. A code and all. <laughs> yes, a code. Yes, <laughs> they get it. Read Stop the read cash. the description. I didn't say cash. Yeah, Stop implying it. Cash. You're gonna get twenty dollars worth of rock salt. I'm no. just kidding. Read <laughs> the instructions on the show notes. It has all of it. You can go to worthitorworthless.com slash bounty just yeah. to figure out all of the legal details if that's your thing, if you're a legal beaver. Um, what, <laughs> Is that what they call them? Yeah. What do they got to send in this month, Dan? Uh, so in honor of Link's Awakening DX being just a, a, a hoot uh, with the puzzles that we had to solve in A that hoot game. and a half. Oh, it's yeah. a hoot because there's an owl. Yeah. A windfish, uh, actually. No, the owl comes and he tells you yeah, to go places. The owl is actually the windfish. Are you? Just, s- no. Okay. What if? <laughs> it's all a dream. It can do whatever you it want to be. It all is a dream, right? Uh, so to 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 enter this bounty, uh, you got to let us know. Do you like puzzle games? If yes, what's your favorite puzzle game? If no, what game made you hate puzzles? I love it. That's such a great prompt. All you have to do to enter is send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at w i o w podcast. You can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail dot com. As always, you can also send Dan or myself a direct message on Discord. Don't forget, by participating in our Discord community, you can earn bonus entries, but you still have to submit an official entry by sending us a mm-hmm. DM on one of those places that we mentioned, and you could win yourself $20 to buy some games. Um, what else? Is there anything else? What else? When you submit your entry, yes, that was it. That was let us know what platform you would like so we can get that price yes. to you a little quicker. Some people have been doing a good job about that. Some people not so good, but if you want to get your price quicker, let us know which platform platform you are gunning for and it will help us out not so good as us because we don't articulate it well enough and we ramble know, for like 16 on hours on a bounty segment it's good it's fun it's um, good it's and you're like 20 dollars 20 i'm like no it's not 20 <laughs> it <is. laughs> it's, it's listen it's we're gonna good. take 20 dollars and we're That's gonna a buy code. we're gonna buy 20 dollars worth of nfts and you just get whatever we pick 
Well, this is a great time to announce our new initiative, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Worth it or worthless worthless NFTs. NFTs. Unfortunately, they're all worthless. (laughs) Um, There aren't any that are worth it. But uh, listen, yeah, just give us money and I will you send me money and just write NFT on it and I'll draw you a sketch of anything you want. We're selling clips of the show in NFT form for starting at $100,000. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) I'm in. Yeah, we're doing it. What if, man? Contact us if you're interested. What if? Um, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all I got. You think that's all you got? Uh, do we, do we, next month, we mentioned earlier, Super Mario Brothers. It's yeah. coming back. We're covering Mario 3. There it is. It's Mario a big 3. one. We did Super Mario World last Super Mario. So this Super Mario, we're doing Mario 3, and we're going to... We're gonna, they're going to have a time. It's one of those crazy months where there will be three episodes. Three episodes. I'm so glad. Um, that because we yeah, get but you're gonna knock out a lot of Mario games. That's gonna hurt us for future Super no, Mario. No, no, no. Here's the thing: we got Mario three lined up. We got Super Mario Strikers lined Love up. It. Yeah, finally. Yeah, about and then time. Uh, the Patreon poll is gonna determine the third Mario. Yes, game. if you are a Patreon supporter or interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, thank you. Please make the right choice. Please make the right choice. <laughs> There's really only one correct choice in the poll, so help us out. Help me out. Mario Golf Toadstool if, Tour. Seriously, if you guys pick. <laughs> Mario Golf. I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> Jordan, did, we did Mario, Mario Golf. Golf. Is a we, great there's game. no chance that we are gonna. It's that a we great should cover game. another Mario Golf game before Mario Kart 64. I'm sorry, I refuse. <laughs> I will sign up for multiple Patreon accounts just to I don't, stuff the ballot no, box. No, you won't. I might. I'll, I will know. I will report you to Patreon. Report me for giving you money. Yeah, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this podcast with you for three and a half years. There's no way you're wasting money on fake accounts. No, I just, I don't think, <laughs> I truly don't think that my, see, I shouldn't make a big deal about it because people are going to vote for it out of spite. Please yep. don't do that. I just don't think Please that do I can it. handle another Mario Golf game. Like it's the most so good. Boring concept for no. a video game. I'm Mario sorry. Golf is is it doesn't fantastic. help that like you're good at it either, and so I have to sit there and like not only am I not okay. having fun, not only am I not having fun, but I'm sitting there losing to you. Get it all out. Fun. All right, let's talk about what this is really about. That's fine. All right, there you go. That's next month, Mario. Please make good choices. <laughs> Please make good choices. Not just with Patreon polls, but just in general. The world yep. has enough people yep. doing dumb stuff. If if just our listener base started making good choices, we'd be at a good off to a good start. <laughs> Uh, during the last little bit, uh, we got stickers. The the infamous, famous, worthless or worthless stickers are officially on our merch shop. So if you go to worthlessorworthless.com slash shop, that'll take you to our, our merch store where you can look at mugs and shirts and stickers and coasters and stuff like that. So yeah, new, new stuff, trying to get some new stuff in the works, but uh, we've got some stuff now if you're Check interested. Check it out. Yep. If you don't just want worth it or worthless in your ears and you want us all over your house, well, this is the way to do it. Put a sticker on your sweatshirt. Put a sticker on your face. That that <laughs> first person to get a tattoo with a logo. Uh, no, no, no. Don't gets a don't free finish. Sticker. No, it's a free sticker. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can get a free sticker if you get a tattoo no, of our logo. I don't know. Nope. Yeah. I'm I not, will send. Dan has no say in it. I will send it to you. Just send me your address and a picture of the tattoo. No, we're not encouraging people to get tattoos, Jordan. Why? On their you faces. Have like, you have like a, not on their face. You didn't. Anywhere. Isn't that what you said? Anywhere, Dan. Not anywhere. <laughs> Somewhere appropriate. <laughs> I did not say on your face. I'm not supporting this. You're said, not. You're not getting us in trouble with some person getting a tattoo if on you their are eyelids of a worth it or worthless logo. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Go back to what I said before. Make good choices. 
<laughs> if if you're of legal age and you get a worth it or worthless tattoo, yeah. Jordan will send you a sticker. I will. <laughs> that's fine. I'll do it. Uh, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. I think so, too. Thanks for cruising USA with us today, Ron. Yeah. Thanks for killing the music segment, Jordan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.